We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. A new world order. And you are listening to the Cole Report for September 27th. I almost lost what day we were in. That was a long held out uh, September thing right there. I'm trying to close out this window right there. And now we're going. Holy shit. It It was a very busy day for myself. It was also a busy day for the world of news that I'm tracking. We just have a couple stories today. I think they're both on the kind of major side, I would say. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and mention ATN.Live. I do my show there every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Central, so please tune in. I think I have a very kick-ass show planned for this Saturday. We're going to be talking about the four horsemen riding right now. Very scary times we're in. And uh, what we're going to cover today is also going to tie into some of that stuff. Without any further ado, ado, we heard some more stuff about this central bank digital currency. This is rather frightening, in my opinion, because what they're going to use this for basically ties into that carbon credit scheme, that ESG score slash social credit score. They want an accountment of everything you do. Some people would say, and I would probably agree, that they're already doing this with things like your credit cards, your debit cards, with, with basically this digital banking system that most of us use, and I'm just as guilty of it as anybody else. I'm very guilty of it. I don't carry cash that much, and I, I buy basically everything with my stupid-ass debit card. So I'm a prime suspect for tracking everything that I do. Everybody I give money to, all the stuff that I buy, all of that crazy shit. But let's listen real quick to this clip from uh, U.S. Central Bank, or the Federal Reserve Chair, my bad, about central bank digital currencies. This is Jerome Powell, Federal Reserve Chair. Jerome Powell is completely fucking everything up these days. If we were to, and he's and he's fucking up my show right now. Thank you, Jerome Powell, for that. You dumbass. Okay, let's go ahead and play this clip, and uh, we'll talk about it on the other side of this. If we were to pursue a CBDC, it would at a minimum have the following four characteristics: first is intermediated, second is private privacy protected, but third is identity verified. So it would not be anonymous. It would not be an anonymous bearer instrument. And fourth is transferable or interoperable. So, so we're, we would be looking to balance privacy protection 
with identity verification, which is which has to be done, of course, in today's traditional banking system as well. Okay, so basically, what he's saying, you will not have the 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 same protection as you as you would maybe with with the with what we do with debit cards and maybe credit cards to an extent, which I think those are heavily tracked, of course, but it'll basically get rid of that way you can use the dollar bill, the way you use cash to carry out all transactions, public and private. So there's there's a lot to break down, right? And it's not just in the U.S. or Europe or anybody. It's, it's pretty much all around the world. So we know this is not just a West and East thing because China's been pioneering it. Some people might say that China went ahead and started this under the auspice of people like the World Economic Forum, the the CFR, the Trilateral Trilateral Commission, any of these kind of, you know, just whatever organizations you can think of. Basically the the most evilest people you can think of. This has been pioneered and it's going to be rolled out worldwide because that serves this overall agenda basically of you will own nothing and you will like it, right? Because this isn't just a U.S. thing or a Russia thing. It, this is a worldwide takeover. This is something to put us back into the days of the serfs, the days of basically where everybody is just, uh, your life depends on what the, what the crown is saying that day, okay? We also have, uh, what's her name here, Lagrade from the ECB. The um, oh god, what the hell does that stand for? I can't think of it at the top of my head right now. The Euro Central Bank, I believe, talking about uh central bank digital currencies. She says she doesn't. She does not like to see a new period of free banking due to cryptocurrencies. Let's go ahead and play this clip here in a second. I'm going to get it set up. We central bankers, we have been operating as a monetary anchor in relation to the commercial banks and the private money. If we are not in that game, if we are not involved in experimenting, in innovating in terms of digital uh, central bank money, we risk losing the role of anchor that we have played uh, for many, many decades. And we have historical examples of period where the central bank uh, monetary anchor was not there and that precipitated crisis after crisis. That certainly was the case at the time of the free banking in the 19th century. Do we want to go back to those days? Probably not. I would say certainly not from our vantage point, as a result of which we have to respond to the demand for those digital payments in order to maintain the role of anchor that we have uh, been playing uh, regularly. Okay, so to me, she sounds like she is afraid to lose her job because everything that central banks do with setting interest rates and this and that when it comes to the monetary system is that they do not want to be left behind. They don't want to lose their position. They do not want to let go of the the stranglehold that they have on the world. That's what I heard. I don't know what you heard. You can go back and listen. 
That was just a minute long clip, but that's basically what I got out of that statement is that they do not want to take their their foot off of our throats. This isn't even like a George George Floyd thing where the your their knee is on your your neck or your back or wherever. They have their foot on our throat. They have their maybe even worse than that, they have both of their hands wrapped around the throat of humanity, and they do not want to let that go. I'm not the biggest fan of cryptocurrencies, but this is making them react in such a dangerous way. I, I'm kind of on the fence of, I think maybe maybe Bitcoin and those kind of things were created by the government to go ahead and usher in this 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 new style of, of banking with these uh, CBDCs to to track and trace everything you do that ties into the to the green agenda and all that stuff we've already talked about so let's move on but uh we need to focus and keep keep track of the cbdc while everything else is going crazy bat shit in the world and and speaking of that the other shit that's going crazy bat shit right now is what we're seeing with the the nord one and two the, the pipelines from Russia that go into Germany carrying natural gas. There's a lot to to get into with this. Let me check my time real quick. Okay, we got about five minutes or so. That's perfect. There, This kind of started Monday night. I guess the best place to start off with this is supposedly the CIA warned the, Ger- the German government of a potential attack on the Baltic Sea pipelines. That's the Nord Stream Unlike what Jean-Pierre says, the Nordstrom, two totally different things. The Nord Stream 1 and 2, they, they, uh, the CIA warned Germany, of course. <laughs> we know what the CIA does and, and the assets they control, so that could be, you know, maybe they actually knew it. I, I think American intelligence knew about Pearl Harbor before that happened, and, you know, that shit still happened anyways. There was a weird tweet that was dug up from Radek. Radek, there we go. Shakorsky. He is a chair of the delegation for relations with the U.S. and the EU. He is uh, is involved in the Polish government. He said uh, in a tweet, there was a picture of all this natural gas bubbling up to the surface. And uh, of the Baltic Sea, you see this big old gas bubble, all this natural gas leaking up to the surface. And he said, thank you, USA. <laughs> I could see this going either way. But what this is going to do, it, it, it doesn't matter who really did it at the end of the day, because there's not going to be any consequences on the people that actually perpetrated this this demolition. There was uh, places in, in Sweden... Uh, seismology reports of a very certain explosions, not an earthquake, not a landslide. And this is from the Swedish, uh, from a Swedish university. You can find this report on zero hedge that this, that they're pretty certain this was some kind of an explosion. Of course, they don't know who did it. Uh, assessments is that the second bigger explosion corresponded with more than a hundred kilos of dynamite. I was also reading conflicting reports to this in a way that 
there was talks of maybe holes being drilled into it. If this thing was actually blown up, maybe not like right next to it underneath it, but there seems to be, we are told, a major problem with the Nord Stream 1 and 2. But what this is going to do is going to go ahead and break Europe down even further. They're going to have even more trouble getting natural gas for for industry, for the people this coming winter. It's going to be even tougher for them to make fertilizers, even though that seems to be a practice that is dying out. There's There's a real problem right now facing Western Europe. And some parts of me even think that the U.S. is going ahead and aiding Ukraine with these billions, these millions of dollars. Basically every couple days, it seems like. Congress approves a package. The White House sends them more money here and there. It seems like it's money laundering or just... But basically they're bribing Ukraine to go ahead and fight this war for more money, for for more payouts, whatever, to prolong this thing, which is ultimately taking a toll on Western Europe. This isn't really stopping Russia from doing anything. Maybe the United States and Russia have some kind of backdoor agreement on, hey, we're going to do this, you do this, and we're basically just going to wipe out Western Europe and we'll we'll kind of pick up the pieces from there. We'll just do like a land grab on both sides, maybe. I think that seems very possible. Because this doesn't end well for 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 Western Europe at all. And it's going to cause even more migration flows to to come in to to Europe and into the United States and to all these other areas, right? This is very, very dangerous. Very dangerous times we're living in. And it seems like everybody's al- along for, for the ride with this and we're just going to, you know, keep on marching with it. Uh, real quick, I'm not sure when exactly these elections are happening in the uh, the Donbass, the Kherson, Zaporizhia uh, areas of Ukraine, but it seems like they have voted or and are voting very soon to to rejoin Russia. We'll have to keep an eye on that. I don't know exactly what that's going to mean for if uh, Ukraine attacks these areas. I don't know if Russia is going to respond as they are their own areas, but this is so hard to dissect because we don't know exactly which what we're dealing with right here besides that the people at the very top level want to to kill basically everybody. That's the way we're seeing that today. There, there's some more news today, but I've kind of got lost in these just couple news stories right here for the day. But we'll be back tomorrow to break down some more stuff. Thank you. Good night and good luck out there.